And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to a special edition of the Athletic NBA Show. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. With me is Sam Amick. Here in Las Vegas at the in-season tournament where the Los Angeles Lakers... A team that, man, they just needed to win something, didn't they? Just a team that <laughs> needed a win. Uh, they win 123 to 109 uh, in dominant fashion. A very, like, old school game mm-hmm. where, like, th- this did not resemble 2023 basketball at all. There were, like, very little threes. The Lakers didn't hit a three until, like, just a few minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah. Oh, they were... Headed for the history books on it, that front. Yeah, it was kind of bizarre. Uh, LeBron's the MVP. Anthony Davis was dominant. Right. Uh, you voted for for LeBron. Yes, I did. indeed. Um, give me your just like overarching thoughts on tonight. Fun game. It, it was not 2023 NBA basketball. I, I got to real quickly, Andrew, I'm going to use you to use the material. I didn't have the courage to use on Twitter. Yeah. I didn't feel like getting roasted. It is a little funny to me that the Lakers are just determined to win every championship that is outside of the normal championship. We got right. the bubble title, which <laughs> true. to be clear, true. I have always, you've heard me on the podcast. I've always been a big proponent that that was a real title. Yeah. And in fact, I would argue that it might've been harder than most, but still, Strange that the Lakers win all the the weird NBA titles. This one, though, I love the contrast in styles. I yeah. mean, the size, the length, the physicality of the Lakers, who age-wise, size-wise, all these things, it was like the big boy, big brother in the matchup. Oh, yeah. And here comes, you know, kind of lift, you know, kind of speedy Tyrese Halliburton and his Pacers that, that, that obviously live up to their mascot name. Uh, Indiana kept chipping away they did that was the fun part of the game is mm-hmm. you would look at it and and i have the splits in front of me i mean the defense on the lakers side was, was obviously really really good all night long they finish indiana shoots 36.8 overall 10 of 41 from three uh, but they were there there were a few moments late where you're going oh my god they're gonna steal this thing yep so fun game it certainly uh was a, a good finale yeah the pacers had cut it to three in like a really important moment uh and I think it was kind of cool that it was this player that hit the three. It was Cam Reddish yep. that hit the three. Yep. And then the Pacers didn't get any closer than that for the rest of the game. And I thought it was the reason it was cool is because he has been playing really well for the Lakers so far this season and played particularly well tonight. Uh, he defended Halliburton uh, in a lot of different spots and gave him a lot of trouble. And I thought that they talked a lot about him. Uh, Darvin Ham did. Yeah. Post game. Just that. He's somebody that kind of came in here and they have kind of nurtured him as a basketball player. And he has gotten better through that. And I thought that that was impressive. We need to talk about Anthony Davis, though. Real quick, because I was trying to cheat and do research here. To your Cam Reddish point, Mm -hmm. um, LeBron post game, I just saw a tweet 
Chris Haynes had, had talked to him briefly, and and uh, I guess LeBron said that for, Cam Reddish was the guy that he wanted this the most for. Yeah, which is cool because I the part I love about covering LeBron right now, and just full disclosure, so I'm 45, he's 39. You kind of see, man, the maturity and that that older guy mm -hmm. mentality where he's finding all this joy in the younger player's success. And yeah, he's got a highlight of Cam Reddish, who to you know for any of the viewers, listeners who only have a vague memory of, of what Cam has gone through in the NBA. You know, you're talking about, let's see, Atlanta, three years, Knicks, Portland, now Lakers. He was a guy that, that folks largely gave up on. Oh, yeah. Uh, we did not see him jumping into the starting lineup a couple weeks into the Lakers season yeah. um, and, and helping their defense the way he has. Well, and people openly mocked the Lakers. Like, yeah. really? Yeah. Like, you're going to bring Cam Reddish yeah. and, like, you're wasting a roster spot. 100%. Or, you know, and it's worked out really well for both parties so far. Anthony Davis was unbelievable tonight. His stat line, 41-20, five assists, four blocks. Only two personal fouls, too, anchoring the defense. He was phenomenal. 16-24, 9-13 for the free throw line. And like dominated early and consistently throughout this game. Indeed. Uh, LeBron talks post-game in the celebration andrew about how Shaq was sitting by the bench yeah which i thought was great because how many times have we sat there and watched tnt you know it doesn't matter Shaq until his dying day hopefully a long long time down the road yeah. he's gonna have that lakers filter that lakers tint that lakers passion oh yeah he's constantly killing ad you yeah. know what i mean yeah just in this department mm -hmm. for not being that guy and, mm -hmm. and Shaq is with good reason just, you know, he is the quintessential big and he was perhaps the most dominant, at least top three ever in the oh, history of the game. Yeah. If you just talk about dominance. And so I thought that was a, a great little subplot to have Shaq nearby, to have AD respond. Um, I certainly having covered the bubble up close a couple of years back. You know, there was, I think, late third quarter, a moment with LeBron and AD, maybe fourth quarter late where they they met. I don't know what they were talking about, but they stopped during a break. And it's a quick hug and it's a big old smile and they're talking to each other yeah. in that way that they did, you know, at Disney World a couple of years back. The vibe was was off the charts and not to get too macro here real quick, but it, it's so interesting to me. It's going to be weird to go from this kind of an environment where there's a celebratory mood and all this confidence to the Lakers more than any team waking up and going, all right, we got 60 more of these to go. Yeah, you know? that that is a bizarre aspect of this in that there's like celebration and like the confetti falls and you like have these this giant moment it's like oh like we gotta go play basketball the pacers like are playing days. in detroit tomorrow night <laughs> isn't that bizarre <laughs> i mean at least it's detroit they got right. a good chance right. but they gotta go to detroit yeah that is that is just strange that's, that's something that will take some getting used to right about this um but yeah, but AD, you know, and I was again cheating and trying to see sure how long it had been. What did he finish with tonight? Forty-one and twenty. You know, he's that's it's a the funny part is these numbers won't count. They don't even the, count, right? Isn't that that's his season high. <laughs> yeah. So, so I guess yeah. his season high remains thirty, which he's mm -hmm. done or thirty-one. Here it is, uh, thirty-one season high. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was in beast mode, and yeah. this is why he is such a at times frustrating superstar. Yeah, because you do feel like he could do it on a more consistent basis. Uh, but great night for AD. Great night for AD. Uh, Halliburton on the other end, really slow start. I think he was only two of four at halftime. Two of those misses were air balls. He just wasn't. Were they air balls or blocks? 
He, I, he got blocked at least once. Maybe one was blocked and the other one was just like a straight up air ball. Okay. And I only, I laughed because remember in his press conference yesterday, he talked about his shot. Yeah. And he was getting a little defensive. Yeah. Saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's not a video game. You know, the defender's not just hitting the square button to swap my shot away. I know how right. to create space. It was almost like early on, Jared Vanderbilt must have seen the press conference because he closed that space. Yeah. And, and he was hitting the square button. Yeah. And he was making things hard. Um, that length, again, was tough for Tyrese. Yeah. Tyrese is uh, he, he's he's feeling himself a little bit and because he, he does have an unconventional shot yeah. and like no one can deny that. But then he said something he said it yesterday, too, was that, you know, everybody was saying that Steph Curry had an unconventional shot. <laughs> it's like, wait, wait a minute. Like that. I heard that before. <laughs> I don't like think they did actually. No, they, they like this shot yeah. quite a bit. It's pretty good. It looks pretty good. He's always reminded me of, uh, and I'm subjective, or this is my background coming through. Uh, back in the day, covering the Kings. Do you remember Kevin Martin's? Jumper? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, yeah, because yeah, you played in OKC. Yeah. It looks yeah, yeah. like a, like an elephant trunk, is what I always <laughs> compared it to. A little quicker, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Tyrese, he's still, I know I'm giving flowers, you know, sympathetically, I guess, to, to the losing side. Sure. But he, there was a persistence to his game that I liked. I think he yeah. had 13 yeah, and yeah, six yeah. in the second half. Yes. Um, he kept pushing. Uh, they have such a, the rotations cracked me up. TJ McConnell uh, comes in as a spark plug and, and had that one, I think, second quarter steal in the backcourt that, that kind of sparked him. They just all night they were looking for moments to to really you know kind of light a fire under that offense that we've seen yep. do what it does all season long, but that Lakers defense, which is going to be their calling card, was there. Yeah, I mean it's tough. I mean for the Pacers, and this is where like the one game aspect of the tournament really plays into it. They're ten of forty one from three, and they're a team that really can't survive that. Although I mean, didn't they only hit seven in the semifinal? That last couple of games. I guess that's true. Yeah. I mean, they just didn't, yeah. but they just didn't shoot well enough. 36% overall. Right. Like they just, they just have to hit shots. Right. And like, that's their calling card. Cause they're, that's, that's how they win. And the Lakers just bludgeoned them. And you had Miles Turner fouling out of this game. Uh, and, and then they really, really have no resistance without Miles Turner in there. Have we said Austin Reeves' name? How disrespectful. I'm saving, yeah. saving the best right. for last. All right. I'm just, you know. <laughs> I he just glanced at the box, saw 28. He was phenomenal. Yeah. And the crowd probably loved him more than they loved just Man, he had like his and one hat on today. He did. You know what I mean? <laughs> he <laughs> did. There was playing with that ball. There's a couple sequences where he just had the crowd just ooing and awing yeah. over all of his, yeah. his dribble moves. Uh, he had his shot falling. He was getting to the free throw line. I mean, he was he was very impressive tonight. Finished twenty eight points, two boards, three assists, uh, ten of twelve from the free throw. And there's a lot of lot of free throws, a lot of fouls in this game. Um, but Reeves was phenomenal, and he wasn't feeling well. And that was like indeed report, reported non COVID illness. Yep, yeah, reported by Shams before the game, right. and then reemphasized by Darvin Ham afterwards that he just like wasn't feeling well and just pulled it together and my guy uh dan wikey who covers the lakers for the la times mm -hmm. tweeted and I, I need to ask dan about this because it was a very dramatic tweet about how austin was struggling to uh to bring the pregame to bring the fork to his mouth as he ate chicken <laughs> wow 
This is tough. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like, look like someone that could handle a fork just fine. I don't know what Nan saw. <laughs> Maybe he was being facetious. I don't know. Uh, real quick, not to uh, take your host hat and yeah. throw a question at you. Do it. Uh, just because this is the uniqueness of the uh, the IST, as we call it, because um, now the season continues. The Lakers are currently 14 and 9. They've played a lot of kind of bad basketball in mm-hmm. non-in-season tournament games. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in a good place. Uh, what are your kind of updated uh, speculation perspective on who they are, big picture for this season? Honestly, this doesn't change a whole lot for me. I think that like LeBron obviously wanted this and like AD by proxy also really wanted this. Right. There, I still am concerned about their depth. They play, and and some of that depth issues are are being handled just by like Vanderbilt getting back, Rui getting back. Th- those guys are going to help, but largely Gabe this Vincent eventually, yeah, Gabe Vincent, yeah, who's on his way back, who was warming up before the game. I don't know. I need to know more. I need to learn more about this cast because it really was like LeBron and AD. Well, and, and Austin Reeves room, carrying like it. As much fun as it is to watch, yeah. And I'm just I'll knock on wood because I enjoy watching LeBron be at his best. Sure. It's just he can't do this all the way to the finish no, line. No, no, can no, he? no, no, not for yeah. another sixty games. He yeah. can't. He can't do this. So sixty. I mean, they're they're hoping for for eighty. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it. I mean, this is it's really cool that they won this. I don't see the Lakers like making a push for even home court advantage in the Western. The Western Conference is just too tough. Yeah, there's too many teams that will like pedal to the metal the rest of the time. Right, and they just can't do it, and that's okay. But as long as they can get in the playoffs, they're going to have a chance. You know, none of these guys, except for LeBron and AD, were on that bubble team. And so they still have some stuff to work out. And so I'm I'm kind of putting a pin in them a little bit, but really not believing in them as like a true title contender. I don't know if you feel the same way. I do. I mean, I, I would love to be proven wrong. It's just the age thing. I mean, you know, no matter how many times LeBron shocks us it's just you know father time being undefeated is the oldest and truest cliche in the book yeah. the other part that i do though give credence to and i think has substance is that darvin and i'm sorry lebron was the one post game again part of the celebration um when malik andrews asked him a question just about motivation he actually alluded to uh november and december of last season mm-hmm. and how they yeah. were not good brutal and so you know i actually liked the fact that for him that mentality is not, hey, let's be the first people to win in Vegas for the in-season tournament or let's get something, you know, shiny and a, and a trophy now just in case we can't get the job done later. It was it was a bigger picture perspective like this is a chapter that will help them down the road. Yeah, I thought that was probably a good sign, uh, you know, as far as where his head's at. On the other side, with the Pacers who sit at 12 and 8, fifth in the East, does this change your perspective on them? at all no it was just fun to get to see them i'm west coast based as you know um reporting wise enjoyed the heck out of talking to some of their guys Mm -hmm. you know got to deal with tyrese a bit in sacramento when he was there but didn't know him all that well uh it was more just learning from up close about their group but again it's you know what'd you say the record is now they are 12 and 8 yeah i mean it's yeah, this the, the parity in the league right now is such that you know I think they'll probably still beat Detroit, but from there, you know they're going to be fighting all year long. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, is there a chance that the Pacers 
are uh, you know kind of fall off of the the cliff in terms of being the darlings that they are right now. Maybe there's mm-hmm. a long ways to go. It does feel like they have a style of play. They have an energy. They certainly have the attention. By the way, of the Pacers fan base, I talked to a Pacers official the night who kind of directed me toward their Twitter account that had pictures of their stadium completely full for a watch party. That's awesome. Back in Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while since the energy was like that um, in that neck of the woods. Yeah. And they got the all-star game this year too. Right. So there's, there's a lot of excitement. Although I will say, uh, and I was going to share this picture here. Yeah. My goodness. I walk into the post-game press conference of uh, Pacers coach Rick Carlisle. Yeah. And this is a, probably not going to come through very well on camera. I'm going to try anyway. This is what it looks like when <laughs> the national spotlight disappears quickly. Oh, no. There were not a lot of reporters. The typically past couple of days, Pacers press conferences were packed. Yeah. And uh, oh, no. it was Rick and a few of his friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I actually felt bad because I hope Rick doesn't watch our pod tonight. Rick was answering a question that meant he was looking in my direction. Yeah. And I was like trying to sneak a picture that essentially was capturing the lack of attention. And I was afraid that he was going to wonder what the hell I was doing. But, you know, that's what happens. You, you fall short, then everybody goes to the other locker room. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's talk about just the in-season tournament as a whole. Uh, your thoughts on how this went. Obviously, it's a success for the league in a lot of ways, but just, you know, being here, seeing the crowd, what's your response? I like it. Um, I like it a lot. Uh, I do. You know, I said this to somebody from the league the other day. I'm curious not to be like the cynical sports writer. If um, they can continue the momentum, because there was a few unique things that came with this particular one. The Lakers getting to the end is great for the league. Oh, yeah. LeBron storyline. And then if you're going to have a small market team, then you need a, a kind of people's champion like Tyrese Halliburton, sure, who's relatable and and uh, you know even like Steph Curry, like when it comes to being small and you yep. know that's the kind of players that fans really gravitate toward. Mm-hmm. So you got to have a good mix. You know, you're always going to have to roll the dice, pun intended, with being here in, in Sin City. So what does that look like next year? And I will say this: I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a little athletic NBA show scoopage here uh, that I'm going to put in my story later. The contract that the NBA has for the in-season tournament with Vegas, mm-hmm. it was only through this year. Oh, interesting. So um, could it be in Vegas next year? It could, no question. But contractually, it's there's nothing promised past this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's next year or the one after that or down the line, I do think they will experiment with other locations eventually. Um, you know, I, I was even joking with the league official, like, hey, thanks for doing it on my side of the country. It was easy to get here. Yeah. And the, the response I got with them might not always be that way. Yeah. You know? So I don't know the timeline, but yeah, the contract it was just for this year. Yeah. That is really interesting because I've been thinking about it today. Like these East Coast teams are probably like, I don't think you could just do it here over and over again because if it is like Phoenix or LA or even the Warriors or somebody that get here, like it's just so much. Like it, it feels like a home game. Yeah, for those teams, that's fair too. Yeah, you don't want it to be the Lakers show if they are actually competing. Yeah, that's fair. I think that they just need to have it in OKC. Hey, <laughs> I'm sure that's number two on Not the list. Sure that they really want that to happen. <laughs> I don't listen. I'm trying to think. The the city that comes to mind for me does not have an O or a K or a C, <laughs> and it it's got a M and an 
I and an A and an M and an I. Yeah. I just gave them right to you. Yeah. But who knows? I don't know what that looks like, but I think the East Coast representation at some point will happen. Yeah. No, I think I think that makes a lot of sense. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Yeah, I mean, it was great. And I think if you're the league, you're one, you're very happy that it was the Lakers that got here. I don't think they necessarily care who wins it. Just as long as like you get the Lakers here, you fill the stadium, and like there is some energy right. behind it. Right. Because I, I, I just wonder 
if it was Pacers Wolves, you know, like what I w- I'd be so curious to see like what is the energy in this building for Pacers Wolves or even Pacers Pelicans. If, yeah, Pacers you know, Pelicans, which was, which yeah. which almost happened. Yeah, like what? Because let's be honest. Now we're getting in the weeds, but like the way Zion's playing, it'd be one thing if he was living up to his potential. Oh, yeah, and he was this monster that people wanted to come see. That's not how they're playing. Mm-mm. He's not playing very well, and they're winning games not in spite of him, but he's not the star. Yeah, um, yeah, that would have been tricky. And and uh, this escaped me a moment ago. As far as my skepticism too, is that. Remember a few years back when the league added the Elam ending in the All-Star game yeah. uh, in Chicago? And, yep. and first year, it was fantastic. Yeah. Was like, oh, they fixed the All-Star game. They fixed it. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to fix it again a few yep. years later because it's not fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's even more stuff we could get into. The money stuff, players are already hinting at, yeah, this is nice, but give us even more money. Right. You know? So what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, but we can only judge what this one looked like. And yeah, and yeah I think it was a, a pretty smashing success. Yeah. The players cared. The fans that were here cared. Uh, a lot of excitement. You know, Sam N., who's producing right now, and I talked to a lot of different fans. I mean, we talked to a fan that flew in from Hawaii, who's a Pacers fan. We talked to a guy who flew in from China just for this. Like People are coming in from all over the world specifically for this tournament. And, and maybe it's like, oh, it's the first one ever. But if the if the players keep caring about it, I think the fans will keep caring about it. I think it. they should just make the locations more and more exotic. Let's just go Hawaii hey, next year. I wouldn't be mad about that. Then, I mean, let's just go even farther, you know? I, I don't know. Australia? Yeah. There's a lot of hoops heads in Australia. No question. I mean, that would be amazing. I've still never been. I got to get over there. Let's do it. Yeah. In-season tournament. I like it. Australia. I like it. Uh, thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Athletic NBA Show. You can go to theathletic.com slash NBA show and get The Athletic for a discounted rate. We'll have so much more content coming at you guys. Hey, the season's actually not over. We're in the middle of the season. So we're going to have more podcasts coming at you on Monday with the basketball buds. we got Sam Amick and Anthony Slater, maybe Fred Katz on Thursday. We'll TBD, see. TBD. We'll see about that uh, for tampering. So be sure to tune into that and stay locked in to everything at The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.